Take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1, we'll be reading one verse, verse number 17. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for our mothers. Thank you for this Mother's Day. Thank you for the privilege to honor them today. And I know, Lord, that we've honored mothers today, but we also know that mothers are to honor you. And help us today as we look into this subject, how mothers can honor God. And I pray that they will be able to do that. I know all of them probably desire to do that. But, Lord, I just ask that you would help us to uh, deal with these important things this morning. Thank you so much for the privilege to handle your word, and I ask your blessing upon the service today. If there's one here without Jesus as their Savior, may today be the day they trust you, and I pray that each one would dedicate themselves anew today to serve you, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. It is a chief duty of all Christians to do what is said in this verse and that is to give honor to God. And now unto the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. That is our duty. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Ephesians 3, 21 says, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Unto him be glory. So honor goes to the Lord. Romans 11, verse 36. For of him and through him and to him. Why give honor to God? Why give glory to God? Because of him and through him and to him are all things. In other words, everything comes from God. You owe everything to God. First Corinthians asked the question, what have you that you have not received? And the answer is nothing. Everything came from God. So you need to honor him because you owe everything to him. Jesus said one time, without me, you can do nothing. And so definitely we need to honor God. Therefore, it's appropriate for us on this Mother's Day to remind our mothers that they should honor God by their lives. You should honor God by the life you have, a life of a mother. And as we consider this subject, we want to look at some things this morning, some suggestions that we're going to give you of eight ways you can honor God. Eight ways that a mother can honor God. The first one is this. It's very, very essential and very necessary, a basic but very necessary, and it says this. Mothers who honor God... Believe in Jesus. Mothers who honor God believe in Jesus. Now, I understand that there are more mothers who do not believe in Jesus than there are who do believe in Jesus because true Christians are a minority in this world. Now, I'm not saying that an unbelieving mother cannot be a good mother in some ways. There are a lot of good mothers who have never trusted Jesus as Savior. There's a lot of mothers who try to do their best and they are considered good moms even though they don't know Jesus and their children don't know Jesus. 
But we're not talking about being a good mom as the world looks at it. We're talking about being a mom that honors God. And it's impossible to honor God as a mom if you don't know Jesus as your Savior. You cannot not honor God the Father unless you honor God the Son. And how could you honor God the Son if you reject Him and you don't want anything to do with Him? You'll not accept Him as your Savior. You don't believe that He died for you. You won't trust Him as your Savior. How can you honor God when you reject His Son? In fact, the Bible says that in John 5, verse 23. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which hath sent Him. 1 John 2, verse 23 says, Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. So if you deny the Son, you don't have the Father. You say, I have a relationship with God, but I don't trust Jesus. No, you don't. There's no, there's no possible way for anybody in this whole world to have a relationship to God and then reject Jesus Christ. They might think they have a relationship with God, but you cannot. Because if you don't have the Son, then you don't have the Father. If you don't trust the Son, if you reject the Son, then you won't have the Father and he's not your God. So true belief in Jesus is necessary. Now, what is true belief in Jesus? It's not just mental assent that, oh, I believe Jesus, that he came to this world and he died and all that. I believe that, just mentally assent to it. True belief in Jesus is receiving him, accepting him. John 1.11 says, he came into his own, his own received him not. But to as many as receive him, To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So you have to know that a time in your life when you truly receive the Lord as your Savior, you put your faith and trust in him and call on him to save you. You are a child of God. You've trusted the Lord as your Savior. John 3, 16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it says in verse 18, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, if you're a mom and you haven't trusted Jesus as your Savior, the Bible says you're condemned. You're condemned already. And if you die, you're not going to wait for God to judge to see where he's going to send you. God says the condemnation's already passed. You're condemned already. Now think about it. If you're a condemned person, and you have children following you. Where will they go when they die if they follow mom? They'll go to hell. So how can you be a mom who honors God if you don't receive his son and you lead your children to hell? To honor God, you first must first of all be a mom who believes and trusts the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Secondly, mothers who honor God value the child or the children that God gave them. Children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Children are very special to God. Psalm, Psalm 127 says that. I quoted it. Lo, children are in heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. Genesis 33, verse 5. You remember uh, Jacob and Esau. Jacob had run away from home because of a threat from Esau. He had deceived his brother, and he ran away, and uh, he had another life in another place, and he had... Uh, children, and he had, had two wives, should only had one, but he had two wives, and he had a lot of children, and he was coming back home finally, and he met Esau, and he was afraid that Esau, because Esau had set out to kill him before, he was afraid that Esau would still have that desire to kill his brother, and when he met Esau, Esau said, 
Who are these with thee? Who, is all, who are all these kids with thee? And he said this, The children which God hath graciously given thy servant. Children are a gift from the Lord. And if you honor God, you're going to honor his gift. You're going to value his gift. You're going to appreciate his gift. So moms who don't like their children, and there are a lot of moms like that, then uh, they don't honor God. Mothers should value the children that God gave them. The virtuous woman in Proverbs 31, we've all read about her. She's a virtuous woman. And she valued her children because she worked hard to provide food for them. She worked hard to provide clothing for them. She gave them instruction, told them how to live. And the result was her children rose up and called her blessed, a blessed mother. And so this woman honored the Lord because she valued her children. If you value God's gift as your child, then you honor God by doing that because God says this is very special This child is special. I am forming that child in the womb, and I give that child to you. And so you need to value that child. A mother who abuses her children does not honor God because she doesn't value the children. A mother who aborts her children, aborts the baby, does not honor God because she does not value the child. Now, many people have done that these days. Abortion is just rampant across this nation and across the world. Does that mean that these ladies can never be forgiven? No, they can be forgiven. And God can forgive that sin and heal that person and make them a good mom and all of that. God can forgive if they trust Jesus as their Savior. But the act of aborting a child is an act of saying to God, I don't honor you because I don't appreciate what you've given me. Children are a gift from the Lord. Also, another thing, as mothers who honor God honor their husbands. Now, some people today say, now, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) That's what the Bible says. Especially in this day and age, you know, women want to be uh, independent. They don't want to be dependent upon a man, and and, uh, they can do it without the man. If they do have a man, uh, he's sort of a sideshow. He's not not that important. Uh, And they're taught to think that way, but God doesn't think that way. God says that women are to honor their husband. Ephesians 5 says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. And then verse 33 says, And the wives see that she reverence her husband. I want you to turn back in your Bibles to Proverbs 31. It's the account of that virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. And it says that this virtuous woman was a... Uh, a, a wife who honored her husband. It says that in verse 11, the heart of her husband thus safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She shall do him good and all the days and not evil all the days of her life. So the heart of her husband trust in her and uh, she does him good and no evil all the days of her life. And so if you want to honor God, You don't talk down to your husband or about your husband or criticize your husband and just uh, make a mockery of your husband. You don't do that because the Lord says you're to honor your husband. You're to reverence your husband. Many mothers teach their children to dishonor their dad because they dishonor their husband. 
And so mothers dishonoring their husband teach their children to do the same thing. And daughters uh, grow up to be those who won't submit to their husbands. And then the boys in that home grow up to be weak and uh, uh, weak men who let the woman uh, rule over them and they won't take care of the lady like they should because they, they've never been, seen that respect from their mom. And so mothers can mess things all up if, they don't, if they're not careful. But the woman in Proverbs 31, I think she did it right. Someday your daughter will be someone's wife. Your son will be someone's, someone's husband. And uh, I read a poem one, uh, about, I'd like to share with you, about a lady, or it was by a lady, and uh, her name was Lila Myers. And she wrote this poem and, uh, about her husband's mother. She appreciated what her husband's mother had done for him, her by raising him the right way. Said, she said this, I look at him and think of her. So many years ago, she held, she held him close, sang lullabies, and rocked him to and fro. Her loving prayers and tenderness, hopes, cares, and sacrifice produced a man who seems to be all virtue and no vice. One plainly sees her honesty in his clear eyes of blue. Her sweetness is reflected in his every action, too. In him, she realized her dreams then gave him to another. Yes, I'm the lucky girl, and oh, so grateful to his mother. And I'm sure there's a lot of ladies like that are grateful to the man's mom because she raised him right, and he became her husband. And so it pays to serve the Lord and to do what's right as a mom. Another way to honor God as a mom is mothers who honor God live for Jesus. They live for Jesus. Living for Jesus is obeying Jesus and being faithful to him, doing what he wants you to do, living for Jesus. So you might say, well, how can I just, how can I honor God as a mom? Well, just do what you're supposed to do. Live for Jesus. Be faithful to him. Be faithful in your personal devotion to the Lord. Personal devotion means that nobody can do this for you. Your husband can't do it for you. Your church can't do it for you. Your pastor can't do it for you. It's personal devotion. That means you, as a Christian mom, had to have, have a relationship with your Lord. That means you let him talk to you by reading your Bible. That's God talking to you. It means you talk to God by prayer. You're a praying mom. And then you obey God you walk with the Lord, you do what he wants you to do, and the Bible says of that lady in Proverbs 31 that she feared the Lord. She feared the Lord. That means she obeyed the Lord. She did what he said. She was a virtuous woman, and this virtuous uh, character that she had didn't come by easy. I mean, it was tough in those days, too, to be a virtuous woman, and she was a virtuous woman because she was faithful to the Lord and her personal devotion to him. Another way you can be faithful is faithful in your personal witness. That means telling people about the Lord. Imagine this lady in Proverbs 31 probably did that. There's not any direct scripture that says that. But we know from the whole scripture that, that people who believe in the Lord are to be his witnesses. They're to be representative of him. But uh, this 
woman's husband was known in the gates by because of this woman. And uh, he was known because of her character and all that she did. And so she was uh, a good mother. And, he, and uh, she, she personally uh, worshipped the Lord, and she also personally witnessed for the Lord. She also had a public worship. A mother who, who honors the Lord has public worship. And that means you take your children to church. Now, if your children are taken to church as mom and dad, they t- you take them to church, then it's more likely that they will be in church when they grow up and they will take their children to church. As far as I know, all six children of ours this morning are in church. Why is that? Well, one of the reasons is because of their mother. You see, I've been a pastor for all these years. And uh, I'm at church because I need to be. <laughs> I better be. <laughs> I'm the pastor. And so I'm supposed to be there. But, you know, we lived right next door to the church in West Virginia. And so I was at church early. And uh, it was really up to my wife to get the kids there. But they were always there. And my kids grew up going to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And it was just, that wasn't just because of dad, it was because of mom. Because mom supported me and mom enforced that. And many people say, well, I'm not going to go to church because my mom and dad made me go to church. I never heard that from our kids. Because I think lots of times young people have that idea because mom and dad are somebody different at church than they are at home. Not always, but that's lots of times true. And so mom and dad made them go to church and they rebelled against it because they knew it didn't do mom and dad much good. (laughs) And so they didn't go. But if you are genuine, if you are a genuine Christian and you as a mom take your children to church, it'd be more likely that they will go to church as well. And so they're they're faithful in public worship. Also, a mother who honors God is faithful in her personal giving. And so she lives for Jesus. She has a, a, a devotion to the Lord. She witnesses for the Lord. She worships in the, in the Lord's house. And she also has giving in her life. The lady in Proverbs 31 was a giving lady. She wasn't selfish. She worked hard. She did what she needed to do to raise her family. She stretched out her hand to the poor, and she reaches forth her hands to the needy. In her tongue was the law of kindness. She was a giving lady. And so a mother who honors God is going to be a giving lady. Another thing about a mother who honors God is a mother who honors God trains their children in, to, grow, to serve the Lord. They train their children to do what is right. That involves teaching them the word of God. Second Timothy t- tells us about a man by the name of Timothy. Paul wrote the letter to Timothy. And as Paul wrote the letter to Timothy, he said this, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. He said to Timothy, From a child you've known the scripture. Where did he learn that scripture? Well, he tells us that. He tells us in 2 Timothy chapter three, verse, or chapter 1, verse 5, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois 
and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Where did it all start with Timothy? It started back with his grandma and his grandma, his grandma and his mother. Those ladies influenced him, and so they taught him. And so a, a mother who honors God trains her children. She does that through teaching them the Word of God. She does it also through something that's very difficult, and that is through person through oh, through uh, discipline. Discipline, the personal discipline of the child. The Bible says a lot about that. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22, and uh, the world doesn't believe this today, and you are taught that it's wrong to spank your children. You are taught that you should never offer the, use the rod of correction on your children. That is not biblical. That is false. And even though the world might like try to, I try, might try to make it sound really good, it's still not good advice because the Bible says otherwise. Now today, because of the climate today and because of all the people who are against any type of a discipline of a child that involves uh, uh, spanking the child or anything like that, uh, Christian parents have to be careful because you can end up in court and you can have your children taken away by doing what God wants you to do. So you have to be wise, you have to be careful, and you have to do it privately at home, but you still need to do it. And if a child has a, has a mom or dad who disciplines them lovingly, then they have a lot to be thankful for. Why? Because they are obeying the Lord. Let me remind you what the Scripture says. In Proverbs 22, verse 6, I've done this before, and if you haven't been here or have never done this, you can do it. And all you have to do is remember Proverbs 22, 6. And if you have a hard time, remember that just in the, in the front of your Bible somewhere, right? Discipline, Proverbs 22, 6. That's all you need. And then on Proverbs 22, 6, you read that, and it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. And right next to that verse, you write down 13, 24. And then you go back to 13, 24, and it says, He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. And right next to that verse, you write down 1918. And then you turn to 1918. And on, at 1918, you read this, Chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. And then right next to that verse, you write down 2215. 22.15, it says this, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Now, <laughs> children don't like to read that, but that's true. <laughs> Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. That's normal. I mean, they're sinners. And so foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, and they need correction to drive that far from him, from them. Also, it says, right next to that verse, you can write 23, 13, and 14. And 23, 13, and 14 says this, Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod, and shalt deliver his soul from hell. Now, beating with the rod, the way that's translated, that doesn't mean like some people get the idea, you know, you got this great big rod and you're just beating the child to death. 
No, it, it talks about a loving application of the rod of correction to the seed of learning. <laughs> and you know what that means. And God wants us to do that. And you can do it in the right way, and your children know it's the right way. Your children will know that you love them if you discipline them in the right way. So and honor, being a, a mother honoring the Lord has to involve her in her training her children, teaching them the word of God, and then disciplining them. If you will not obey the Lord in doing that, they will not obey the Lord. And how many of you have seen out there in the public children, maybe it's at a grocery store or something like that, and you're so aggravated because the mother will not take care of that child. And really, when, that, when a child acts up like they do so often in, in, in the grocery store, it's really not the place to correct it. <laughs> it should have been corrected a long time before. But what does a child do? They throw a temper tantrum. I've mean, seen them go down the floor and kick and scream and everything. And mom finally gives them what they want. Have you ever seen a mother going through the grocery store and they say, I want this. And she says, no, you can't have that. I want this. No, you can't have that. And so they go up and they finally get to the checkout lane. And he says, I want that candy bar. No, you can't. I want that candy bar. And he starts crying and she gives him the candy bar. What's he doing? He's training his mother. <laughs> he's training his mother. And he's training his mother to do what he says. And if he do she doesn't do it, he'll throw a temper tantrum. Well, at home, the mom and the dad, needs to let that child know, you don't get by with things like that. And uh, you will pay if you act that way. And so if you take care of that at home, you won't have trouble out in the store. My wife and I, when our children were growing up, and a lot of this is to her credit, uh, we would be out places and people would stop and compliment us on our kids. We've been to restaurants and we'd have six kids around the table. Not very often because in those days we couldn't afford to eat a restaurant. But when we were, I can remember one time in particular, I think it was a Cracker Barrel, wasn't it, honey? In Tennessee, we were, on, we were traveling, and we had all six kids, and we just had a meal together like we would normally do. And we had people stopping and saying, your kids are so well-behaved. Well, we didn't tell them, but that didn't take place at the restaurant. <laughs> That was taught, taught to them at home where people didn't see. And they knew they weren't act up. And they were always well-behaved. Well, not always well-behaved. Our kids were normal. <laughs> and, but uh, they were well-behaved out there in public because of private discipline. And that's very necessary. So a mother who honors God must train her children. And she does it through the word of God. She does it through discipline. And then also a mother who honors God will pray for her children, will pray for her children. We honor God when we ask him for his help. Lord, I need your help. Sometimes you have trouble raising your children and, and you'll go to a book or something and somebody's written a book on discipline. There's nothing wrong with reading those, but how about consulting the one who gave you the children? And that's the Lord. And say, Lord, I need your help. It honors God when you ask him and, and you talk to him and say, Lord, I don't understand. And I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. And I don't understand this scripture. And I need to know. And you talk to God about it. And it honors the Lord to, to talk to him about, about the things that you don't understand from the word of God. 
It also honors the Lord when you tell him you cannot do it without him. Lord, I cannot do this. And I've known of mothers who almost throw up their hands and say, I just can't do this. Well, tell God about it. It won't help to tell me. Uh, I mean, I'll try to counsel, but if you tell God, Lord, I cannot do this without you, God probably in the back will be saying, I know that. And I've wondered when you were going to ask. Because I told you, without me, ye can do nothing. So you need to pray. A mother who honors God prays for her children. Also, a mother who honors God has to work hard. I don't know if you noticed in Proverbs 31 when you read this passage about this virtuous woman, what a hard worker she was. I notice in verse 3 that she was willing to work. It says in verse, th- verse, thir- I mean verse 13, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. This is a hard-working lady, and she did it willingly with her. She, she worked willingly with her hands. She wanted to be a successful mom, and she was willing to work at it. She helped with the finances at home. Look at chapter 31, verse 16. It says, she considered the field and buyeth it, and with the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengthened her and strengthened her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good, her candle goeth not out by night. So she was willing to work hard, and she was not a lover of sleep, and she was willing to stay up late necessary and do the things that needed to be done. She was working for her family. And then it says in verse 24, she maketh linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. I've told you this before, but I can remember years ago I was preaching on this subject and I made the statement that that uh, lots of times moms have to work and sometimes they have to work outside the home. And I had a particular person in the church got really upset with me because he had always taught that it was always wrong under all circumstances for the mom to work outside the home. And he quoted the passage, a keeper at home. Well, this lady worked outside the home, didn't she? <laughs> and she worked, and she, she bought a field, and she, she made things to sell, and she was, a, she was a worker. She was involved even outside the home doing things to help bring in the finances. But I want to point out to you there were some things that were not hurt when this woman worked. And so if a mother has to work away from home, she has to make sure that this is not hurt. And when this woman worked, we look, look at verse 27, and we find some things that were not hurt. First of all, she looked way, well to the ways of her household. Her household wasn't hurt. That means her home. So she still took care of her home, even though she worked outside the home. Another thing was her children were not hurt. It says, and eat, she looked well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. The children didn't complain about it and all that. They rose up and called her blessed because she took care of her children and her children were not hurt. Another thing was hurt, not hurt was her husband. Her husband was not hurt and says her husband also and he praiseth her. So her, her household wasn't hurt, her children weren't hurt, her husband wasn't hurt and then there was a fourth thing that was not hurt and that was her testimony. Her testimony wasn't hurt. Because it says she was a virtuous woman, verse 10. And then verse 29, it says, Many daughters have done virtuously, 
but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Go, so, if you go to work, make sure you keep all those things straight. And I know it's hard, your household, your children, your husband, and your testimony. But many ladies can do that, and they buckle down, they work because they have to maybe, and they make sure, though, that their main responsibility is not hurt, and that is those at home. Also, a last thing I want to mention to you about a mother who honors God. And after all this, you might wonder if this is possible, but a mother who honors God is a joyful mother, is a joyful mother. How can you be joyful when you have to work so hard? (laughs) How can you be joyful when you have all these responsibilities? The Lord says you are to be joyful. You see, there's grind in being a mother, but there's joy in the grind. There's joy in the work. There's joy in doing a good job. The work is very important. It's very rewarding, and so it brings you joy. The Bible says in Psalm 113, verse 9, He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. A mom can be worked till she's so tired, but she can still have a joy in her heart and a joy in her expression and a joy in her talk because even though she's dead tired, she's being a mom. And these children are so precious to her And God's given her that responsibility. And God gave you the role of being a mother. And if you consider your job as God considers it, then it will be joyful to be that mother. And God will will reward you someday for being that kind of mother. Being a joyful mother in the midst of all the trial. So if you want to be a mother who honors God, here are the things I've mentioned this morning. Before I start, I never told you how many because you might say, oh my. (laughs) But there's eight of them I've mentioned, and that is believe in Jesus, value your children, honor your husband, live for Jesus, train your children, pray for your children, work hard, and be joyful. Be joyful. As I was concluding this message, and I would try to put in a poem what the message said, and this is what the Lord helped me write. Mother, honor God. Mother, you're to honor God in all you say and do, and that begins when you know he gave your child to you. So love the child God gave you, respect and love his dad. Live, for your, live your life for Jesus, an example for the lad. Train the child to obey him. Pray for him every day. It won't be always easy, but hard work, it will pay. Joy will be your sure delight as he obeys his Lord, escapes the devil's clutches, and knows the Lord's rewards. Then when he's grown to manhood, his children of it, has children of his own, he'll honor God and love them as through you he was shown. And then your joy will increase through grandkids. What a treat. Their grandma honored her God, still does and she is neat. Your kids will call you blessed. Your Lord, he will be pleased. The rewards you get in heaven will be placed at Jesus' feet because he deserves the glory. His honor is your goal. So mother, live for Jesus who died to save your soul. Let's pray.
Father, thank you for helping us just to encourage our ladies today, our mothers, to honor God. I know that when all is said and done, and we go home to be with you if we're truly Christians, and someday we face you at the judgment seat, moms will give an account of being a mom. And I pray that God will be able to say to them, that you'll be able to say to them, well done, you have honored me in your responsibility. Thank you for serving me. Lord, I pray that our mothers might honor God. We feel that there's a lot of ladies here who do, and we thank you for them. Bless them, give them a good day. If there's somebody here without Jesus, may they trust you as their Savior today, we ask in his name.